Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking core curriculum with Dr. Blake Burleson. Baylor's rigorous core curriculum was recognized this fall as one of only 22 in the nation to earn an A rating from the American Council of Trustees and Alumni. On this Baylor Connections, Dr. Burleson shares why Baylor's core curriculum is so highly regarded, how it is shaped, and what it instills in students. Dr. Burleson serves as Senior Lecturer in Religion and is an Associate Dean for Undergraduate Studies in the College of Arts and Sciences. He teaches in the Department of Religion with a specialization in world religions. And he's with us today here on the program. Dr. Burleson, I know it's a, a busy time of year. I appreciate you taking the time to, to jump on and share with us today. Oh, Derek. Hey, you're so welcome and uh, glad to be a part of the program. Thanks for inviting me. Well, glad to have you here. Have you ever been invited to be on a podcast to talk core curriculum before? Is there is that a new no. one for you? Yeah, this is a new one for me. I think I've been on a few podcasts, but not on the core. So I'm glad to share the news on the, what we think is something important at Baylor. Absolutely. And as we mentioned this this fall, the news that Baylor was only one of 22 schools in the nation to earn an A rating. Give us, if you would, a bit of a core curriculum 101. When we talk about that, how, how do you define that? Sure. Yeah, well, so let's start with the basics. Um, undergraduates at any university or college will take courses in one of three areas. Uh, one is the core curriculum, sometimes referred to as general education. The second is their major, such as uh, biology or accounting or anthropology. And then the third are electives. And those are courses that are not required, but are simply chosen because of the student's interest. At Baylor, <clears throat> we have about 15 or so bachelor's degrees. And all of those programs have or include a core curriculum. At Baylor, uh, the core for each degree makes up about 50 of the 120 or more hours for the degree. So uh, in short, the core is the general education that all students take, no matter what their major is. So who plays a role in, in shaping that? As we, we'll talk about a little bit later on, we, uh, we take a look, reviewed ours in 2019. Yeah, so it's the tradition in the academy that the faculty determine the curriculum. So no course, whether it fits into the core or to the major or minor or program is approved unless it's developed by and reviewed by and ultimately voted into the catalog by the faculty. Each academic unit, such as the College of Arts and Sciences or the School of Business or School of Education, has a curriculum committee uh, that participates in the shared governance of the curriculum. And so that's true of the core. Uh, the core, in a sense, is just like uh, any, any other part of the curriculum. How often is that reviewed? Well, on one, on one level, uh, it's reviewed every 10 years. Uh, in fact, well, our entire curriculum is reviewed by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools, um, SACS, SOC, every 10 years. Um, 
That process, however, is, is very different from what we did in the College of Arts and Sciences in reviewing and changing our core. Uh, in fact, um, as far as I can determine, the university had never had such an extensive revision to, the, to our core ever. Um, and, and perhaps for good reason, since most of the re attempted revisions of the core curriculum at a university uh, end up failing and often failing miserably. Uh, so why is that? <laughs> well, it, it, because it's fraught with political issues related to many, many departments and many different faculty members and programs, and it involves so much of the students' basic, uh, you know, it's a, it's, you know, a third or a half of the students' curriculum. So these typically fail. Um, and ours succeeded, but we we also made the pledge that going forward, we won't take another 150 years to revisit it. Uh, we we plan mm -hmm. to revisit this every 10 to 15 years. So uh, that that's the pledge we've made, and I anticipate that will be what happens. We are visiting with Dr. Blake Burleson here on Baylor Connections, and Dr. Burleson. I'm curious, let's zoom out just a little bit here. I mean, so many of our listeners, Baylor alumni, probably benefited from Baylor's core curriculum and knew they had a lot of great classes, a lot of great professors in, in, across different departments on campus. But I'm curious, help us understand in the context of higher education, what makes Baylor's core curriculum uh, unique? And particularly maybe if you were talking to other colleagues or if colleagues from other institutions reviewed our curriculum, what would stand out to them as being distinct? Or even if we're just talking about uh, ACTA as they're reviewing a lot of great universities with their core curriculums? Yeah, thank you for that question, Derek. Uh, I think it's, it's an important one and it allows me to dive in a little bit here and go into mm -hmm. some of the details. So Basically, what, what is distinct here about Baylor's core curriculum? There are, there are several things, really four that I want to mention. There probably, probably are more, but let me just stick with four. The first thing I think that uh, is, is somewhat unique is the fact that faculty of all rank, uh, from graduate students to full professors, teach uh, core curriculum classes. So in many universities, it's rare that a tenure or tenure track professor would teach general education. At Baylor, all of our faculty, uh, at least faculty of all ranks teach. In fact, it's fairly equal across the board. Uh, as many uh, full-time uh, professors are teaching it as, as you would find adjuncts or uh, graduate students. That's the first thing. Second, uh, the core is unified. So students take the same core in the College of Arts and Sciences, irrespective of their degree. So that means a student getting a BA in history will take the same core as the student who's getting a BS in biology. A student uh, who's taking a BFA in theater will be taking the same uh, core as a student who's taking a BS in anthropology and, and so on. So that's the College of Arts and Sciences. But 
beyond that, uh, with degrees outside of the College of Arts and Sciences, for example, the, the BBA, the Bachelor of Business Administration, while those while that core is not exactly the same as the one in the College of Arts and Sciences, it's it's largely the same. So the there's a mapping on from other academic units to our our core. So in a sense, we can say that the core is unified across the university. The third thing that I would mention is uh, the diversity and inclusion elements that are embedded with, within the courses of the core. So at many universities, there's a there is one course on diversity, and that and that's required of all students to take that. At Baylor, we don't have one course on diversity, uh, but rather we have elements embedded into multiple courses within the core that that have these inclusion elements within it. So let me just give you one brief example to show you how that would work. We have a common core course that's called American Literary Cultures, and that's required of almost all of our students at Baylor. So in addition to reading well-known Anglo-American authors like Emily Dickinson or Nathaniel Hawthorne, students are also reading uh, Latinx, African-American, Asian-American, and Native American authors, American literary culture. So diversity is embedded in that course, and there are multiple courses like that. And then finally, let me mention one, one other distinctive. Uh, we have three co-curricular elements to our core. Uh, one is well-known. It's one of the oldest traditions at Baylor. Uh, my brother, Bert Burleson, uh, the university chaplain, directs this, and it's chapel. So all students take chapel where we worship together. That's a co-curricular part of our core. A second is that our students must attend, during their four years, 12 creative arts experiences. And that would, that, those are experiences like a play, a film screening, an arts exhibition, or a concert. So they attend 12 of those. And then third, uh, we have a civic engagement component that puts students out into the community in service service that relates to their academic vocation or the course they're taking. For example, uh, a major in professional writing might assist a nonprofit in developing their website. A ministry student uh, might serve a local church as a youth minister and so on. So those are four, what I think are distinctive elements. It's not that no other universities have those, but probably very few do. Visiting with Dr. Burleson and Dr. Blake Burleson, I want to ask you, you know, as you describe some of that, I can almost hear it tying back into the, the Baylor mission as we talk about preparing students for worldwide leadership and, and service. So maybe I've, I'm in part answering this question I'll ask, but as you talk about the goals of that core curriculum, uh, what, what are those when you think about the kinds of students that we want to, to send out into the world? Right. Yeah. What are what are the goals? So uh, there there really are three goals uh, that we have for our core curriculum. Uh, 
The first is that the student should acquire shared knowledge. And you're exactly right, Derek, that this relates to the mission of, of the university, which is to produce leaders for democratic societies and for faith communities. So Baylor's motto, pro ecclesia, pro texana, for the church, for the state, uh, is where that ties in. So Baylor graduates, no matter what their profession, uh, go out with a knowledge of, of U.S. history, our constitution, the Christian church and its scripture and so on. So this shared knowledge that we expect of all of our graduates is, is one goal. The second goal is to attain liberal education skills. So we're thinking here about analytical thinking, creative thinking, scientific reasoning, written and oral communication skills, social and political awareness, and so on. So the, these are skills that are relevant for any profession. They, they transcend professions. No matter what field you're in, you, you need to think clearly, you need to communicate effectively, and you need to get along with people, right? So uh, these the skills are important. Third, um, and this, this certainly relates to our mission as well, and that's that we uh, hope that within the core we cultivate academic, moral, and spiritual virtues for our students. So uh, we want students to embody these virtues such as compassion, uh, empathy, respect, rigor, and so on. <clears throat> it's it's uh, not enough just to be knowledgeable about a subject or proficient in a skill, but we think character is, is important. You know, Dr. Burleson, you mentioned, uh, we, we talked earlier, there's a lot of great universities out there, really good ones that Baylor is, uh, that Baylor is part of the Higher Education Academy with. But only 22 of those institutions, Baylor being one, got an A rating for their core curriculum. I think you've described that, but I want to ask you specifically, why, why do we rate so highly that an, organ, an independent organization like ACTA put Baylor among the elite of the elite, really? Yeah, and we've consistently received that, and I think it uh, is certainly a part of our history. Uh, as you mentioned, we're one of 22 in the United States that received that the A rating, but also we're we're one of two that are in the research one category that received the A rating, that, and that might be even more important. Uh, the other the other school was the University of Georgia. So the ratings uh, are given, as you mentioned, by the American Council of Trustees and Alumni. It's an organization that looks at the core curriculum for the BA and the BS degrees at universities across the country, and they make their rating. And we, we earn high marks, at, like other universities that earn the high marks, uh, because our core is broad. And so to get the highest mark, you, you have to have six of seven essential liberal arts and science areas included within your course. So these areas are writing, literature, foreign language, United States history, economics, math, and natural science. Now, let me, let me add one thing here, and that is that 
in some ways we really should get an A plus uh, mm-hmm. because if the rating looked at all degrees, not just the Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Science, if they looked at all 15 of our degrees, they're basically seeing the same thing. Visiting with Dr. Blake Burleson and uh, Dr. Burleson, you know, you mentioned the redesign of the core curriculum implemented in in 2019. You, obviously, you look at this this approach that you've described has has remained the same even with the the changes that were made. And I, I'm just just curious, what are the biggest were the biggest elements of that change in terms of bringing everyone under a shared vision and synthesizing all the different parts of this to ensure that the student outcomes and those distinctives remained a part of whatever tweaks were made. Yeah, this is one I could take about three or four hours talking about. <laughs> I'm sure. It, 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 it was actually a, a seven-year process, believe it or not. I mean, think about that. Wow. And um, yeah, so from the formal beginnings of it till the approval and implementation, it was seven years, which which sounds ridiculous. Uh, but higher education moves slowly at times. So the there were really four phases. Uh, this kind of gets, but I'll, I'll be brief, but it gets into kind of how it went. The first phase was discussion about really, should we should we revisit the core and do, do we need to change it? And after a, a lot of meetings with a lot of faculty, the, the answer was a resounding yes, we need to revisit this. The second phase was very important and it was to determine what the core should achieve. But what are we trying to achieve with the core? And we had a committee of faculty members that developed a vision, a vision document that was eventually unanimously approved by the College of Arts and Sciences Council of Chairs. The third phase was the most difficult, the most fraught, about a a year and a half. It was uh, uh, a 40 member task force of faculty that were uh, assigned the task of determining based on the vision, what the size and the content of the core would be. And we basically rebuilt the whole house. We removed the, we removed everything and started from scratch. This was a very political process and there were hundreds of meetings over a year and a half that included input from all 600 plus faculty members in arts and sciences. The end result uh, was remarkable in that we had a 20 to four vote in the Council of Chairs to adopt the new core. And then the fourth phase uh, was the implementation, which was was not easy. Uh, It was kind of like turning a large ship in the ocean. you don't just turn it overnight. Uh, we had a process led by 10 committees and hundreds of faculty that worked on that. And thank goodness it occurred before COVID hit. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so we we got it just in time. Visiting with Dr. Blake Burleson and Dr. Burleson, as, as we wind down, you know, this ties into so many different elements of the Baylor experience. You know, we recently saw that Baylor once again made the U.S. News top 10 undergrad experience. And you know that, that core curriculum plays a role in that. And then we've also got world-class faculty as well teaching. As we talk about these courses and their goals, you mentioned faculty and their approach 
just curious to you, what, what does it mean to you to see that combination come together here at your Baylor, you and your, here at Baylor, you and your colleagues um, approaching a, a curriculum that's recognized among the best, kind of the magic that happens in the midst of that? Yeah, I think, I think the core is important uh, as really the single most important component of one of the university's four pillars. And that pillar is transformational undergraduate education. So if we think about students, not so much as consumers, but rather as products, they are the products of the university. We are engendering students to go out. And whether the student becomes a physician or an engineer or an accountant or scientist or minister, or lawyer, social worker, a teacher, or, or so on, uh, their, their, their undergraduate education empowers and challenges them to be agents of change in the world around them. What they, I think, learn is that the education they're imbibing, ingesting, is not finally about them. Yes, they can use it to make a living, and they can use it to make a life. But in the end, their education, they will discover, is really about others and about transforming others as they transform themselves with a mentor, with their faculty, uh, we expect them to go out and do, do very important things. So in the end, I think when, when I think about uh, what, what our country needs, <clears throat> we need individuals that uh, are not only knowledgeable and skillful, but that are good people and that are people that care about uh, their fellow citizens and how to be good neighbors in this place that we call home. That's a great description. Alumni definitely doing that. Well, Dr. Burleson, I really appreciate you taking the time today to, to share with us, maybe about a topic a lot of us haven't thought as much about, but I think we'll find even more, uh, more pride in our core curriculum after uh, people get to dig into this a little bit. So thank you so much for sharing. Derek, it's my pleasure, man. Anytime, I'm glad to chat with you whenever you want to. Well, that sounds great. We'll have to do it again here. Dr. Blake Burleson, Senior Lecturer in Baylor's Department of Religion, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.